Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of Trudeau News from Outer Space. I apologize for the lack of episodes for a while. I had a few personal issues to deal with. However, today we have some quite interesting stories. The first one being that supposedly the Eric I have been setting up outposts in multiple different areas in space. It is unknown how many, and it is unknown the strength of each one. There is most likely one for each of the major broods still remaining. However, it has been theorized that there is one major planet with a f- with a few main bases f- of operations for the financial division. Now, these theories have not been proven yet. However, there are ten possible planets that have been theorized to be controlled by the Erakai. All of these are all planets that have been running for quite a long, long time, that were most likely taken over in recent times to avoid any suspicion, and also so that they can make as much money as possible to regain the resources that they were missing. All of these make both extreme amounts of money, as well as gain a lot of resources for mining. No, some of these are, in fact, three of these are full systems that are theorized to be under their control, which does have possibilities for being correct, but also has equal amounts of reasons to being correct. Reasons why some people believe this to be correct is for quite obvious ones. More planets under control mean more resources to gain from them. However, if you have an entire system under your control, that will definitely gain more attention to you. Now, it is again unknown how many there actually are, if only one or many, many more than that. However, it's realized that there are only ten due to certain events that have happened near certain systems with sightings of Arakai ships. It is also noted that the Crabs Empire has actually attacked a few Arakai ships. It is unknown why this is occurring, but it is known that there is definitely something odd occurring with these sightings. Now, just in case you know, which I forgot to mention, I am not going to be... This isn't... <clears throat> anyways. This is not going to be about anything that is, I deem, unimportant. There may be a few lighter episodes. However... Most of these will be about more serious topics. Now, if you don't like that, then you can leave, and I won't be that upset about it. If this is not what you're looking for, then you do not have to be here. Anyways, back to the story. Now, there have also been sightings of possible <coughs> ASL ships attacking Arakai ships. Now, this is not that uncommon, as they are at war. However, 
Most of these are just ruins with the two ships there, meaning that most of the ships were destroyed in the current in the conflict. Now, something to note with all of these is that when people examine the wreckage, there is certain scratch marks on the walls and other surfaces of both <clears throat> stations that are attacked or ships, meaning that there are more powerful individuals, and most of these scratches seem to be caused by the same type of weapon used by the two main leaders of the ASL, Vince, and the unknown man in white armor. Now, <clears throat> these sightings make people believe that the ASL has stopped attacking the Federation for reasons that are most likely believed to be to destroy the Arakai and focus on one enemy at a time. Now, some people are asking the General to send many attacks to theorized ASL factories. Now, one issue with this that I have be that I believe is that it is very difficult to tell what is an ASL factory because the ASL ships don't have to look like these standard models. They can even be programmed to act just like regular merchant ships with simulations of people inside of them. Now, these recent discoveries make it near impossible to detect if something is secretly working for the ASL, or more accurately created by them. Now, a few things I would like to bring up. In every single sighting is around Men is around systems that are not important. Some systems that aren't even on the standard maps. Most of these are on galactic edge systems. A few of these have actually been in the frontier space. And other, quite a few, but no more than 50, have been spotted in forbidden space. Now, there was one that was in the wreckage of the path to... <coughs> if I'll explain uh, more, just in case any of you don't remember, which these are some knowledge that many people are not aware of. During the Arakai War, there was an attempt by the Arakai to reach an unknown object in the very edge of the galaxy. It is... I apologize. It is theorized to be a massive black hole, yet it doesn't produce any light at all. This seems to be the reason for the forbidden space's unknown and dangerous gravitational anomalies. Due to the fact 
that the hyperdrives drives rely on gravitational signals, then it is easy to understand why having massive black holes wandering through space that in unknown areas that we cannot properly map is extremely dangerous. But the Arakai attempted to go through there anyways, attempting to reach this theorized black hole at the very edge. Now, the Federation followed them through it, leaving a very noticeable path going straight to it. The few survivors from the battle at that theorized black hole say that even though they saw it, it didn't seem like an ordinary thing, though it seemed to display many characteristics commonly displayed by black holes, there was something odd about it. No one knows what this is. However, I personally believe that they're, well, not possible to understand it until further research has been done on it, which I believe will not happen for a long, long while. Now, there were a few destroyed Urukai and ASL ships. Now, this means that the Arakai might be trying to go there again. And there was two that were sighted on a nearly opposite path, meaning they most likely wanted to try a different path to avoid any suspicion. Considering it has been mapped temporarily, as the wandering black holes often change the local area, leaving it difficult to make a permanent map and most likely impossible. Now, there are a few other things I'd like to... Actually, no, I think that's all I had. Now, something that is worrying me quite a lot. Growing tensions between the... <coughs> no, I should probably explain a bit first. I have a bad habit of getting ahead of myself. <coughs> the Sheathwar, or at least the current government that they, the current space that they own, has been, well, they have been having issues with certain things. Though they have long since moved away from the Sheathwar Empire, it is common knowledge that there is a few things that it is very difficult to move away from. Now, the Warrior Collective seems to have been growing in hatred towards them. The exact reasons are not known, but it is commonly accepted as a conflict in ideologies. Now, the Shithwar Alliance is more, well, almost in complete contrast to the Shithwar Empire Revolt. Now, if any of you 
don't remember what the Sheathor Empire is, it's not that difficult to find out. And also, I am very surprised. However, if you want a quick explanation, back before the days of the Federation, there was many different groups attempting to control the galaxy. One of them was the notorious Sheathor Empire that on many occasions went to developing species and messed with them in ways that are still unknown. They would set up borders to prevent other groups from passing and their border looked more like a spider web with the middle filled in. However, other things that are known about them is, well, um, I don't feel like wasting time with this. The simple explanation is they were the biggest galactic force back then, before the days of the Federation, and were mainly gained power through messing with developing species, stealing resources, and other unknown things. Now, the Sheathor Alliance is extremely, extremely different. Considering they were once a resistance group within the Empire, they obviously have conflicting ideals. However, it is highly theorized, especially by even scholars, that without the assistance of the Federation, they would have fallen apart not too long after destroying the Sheathor Empire. Now, with the assistance of the Federation, they are in a much better place than they could have possibly been without it. However, this doesn't mean that they don't have some ideologies that many would consider incorrect. Their pacifist leader seems to have angered the Warrior Collective. Surprisingly, most of the current individuals angry about it are surprisingly not mantises. Most of them seem to not really care much, which is odd considering they were the ones who started the Warrior Collective. Now, the WC seems to... Well, there are some members in the higher ranks that are recommending things that most sane individuals would not want during this current time. Some of them are recommending starting a war with them. Now, it is unknown what the side effects of this would be, but having two wars going on at the same time between groups that should be allies during this time is definitely something that we need to worry about. If this does happen during the three-faction war, then it is theorized that the Federation might fall in many locations, only being able to function properly in small parts of Evan's space, maybe the Krista system, small groups of systems would stay loyal 
and it is even theorized that the Varaxian Republic would completely leave if this were to happen, with only a small handful of systems still loyal. No? This would do extreme damage to many, many things. No? I do not believe that this will happen soon. However, I believe that the conflict between the Shethwar and the WC will keep growing, and I don't think they will stop unless something is done. However, I think there are more important things to focus on. However, I do believe Vernax should be... Well, not just him, but every member of every council should definitely be worried about this and should definitely put some effort into making sure things don't escalate too soon. I would really enjoy if things don't escalate, but recent events make me think that it's almost impossible to avoid some major conflict nowadays. No. Before I continue, uh, um, wait. <coughs> Before I continue, uh, I will, uh, make sure you know. Actually, now that I think about it, this doesn't matter. It, most people will already be seeing it there. Anyways, to continue, the three lords of the WC all seem to be in agreement that escalating the conflict is a terrible decision. And the Lord of the WC actually wants to make peace with the Sheathwar in every way possible, which is a very, very surprising thing, considering most WC Lords have been, well, extremely radical and almost overzealous. No? I do believe that the current lord is different than most others. However, I don't think it's that. It's as much as some people believe. And the WC's queen seems to have been attempting to send diplomats to the Seathwar. However, none of them have actually arrived without being either denied access or completely gone missing. Now, it is important to note before any of you start thinking of conspiracies that the Seathwar is destroying WC ships it is important to know that every area where the ships have disappeared, the ships have been looted. Once they dis the ones that were discovered were looted, as well as they were all located in areas with high crime activity, meaning they were most likely robbed. Now. There is some oddities when it comes to the WC's king. He has been ignoring the situation, which 
would make sense if it wasn't for the fact that he was targeted in multiple events in this conflict. Now, I hope that it doesn't escalate any further than it already has, which I'm aware I already said, but it is important to realize that I do believe that there is a chance that things could escalate during the War of Three Factions. I don't think it's likely, but I know that it's possible. I believe that there might be a 5.73% chance of that happening if things go the way they've been going. If it escalates to twice as much before the war is over, I think it might actually increase the chances, not just by... (coughs) I apologize if that... I believe that it won't just double the chances. I believe that it will actually increase it to around 17.627%, if my calculations are correct with previous events like this. No. There is a few things that I want to say with the ongoing... Well, it's odd. There are multiple theories that relate to what I've been saying before. The sighting of a creature that, actually a group of creatures, a camp, that seems to be very similar to the General and Vernax. They look extremely similar. And it is already odd the fact that It's already very odd that the General and Vernax seem to share very little similarities. The main similarity is the white coloration of the General, as well as the very crystalline appearance of (coughs) Vernax. No other Varaxian or... Matharian ever has had these characteristics. Ruins from Matharian civilizations seem to display very, very prominently what they looked like. And Verna never had any sort of crystalline anything in reality. They may have had a lot of Crystals may have had a huge importance to their culture as well as magical abilities, which is a trait that no other culture has. However, they are all red as well as having similar, well, lighter colorations than most Varaxians with their almost dark red coloration. Well, a reddish brown is actually more accurate to what they are. Well, though many people see them differently due to different eyes, no? These creatures seem to be extremely similar to them, which almost makes me wonder if the theory about there being many, many different, well, 
you should most likely watch my previous episode for a more in-depth explanation. But the sightings include camps filled with beings that all have things missing. Some of them have their lower body more spider-like in appearance. Some of them even seem to be missing their heads entirely with simple eyes in the place of it. Now, these are all the very, very, well, one important thing is that none of them were spotted outside of the close, let me rephrase that, none of these sightings were reported outside of the area surrounding the capital. In fact, most camps actually include groups of ten. However, there was a few groups of lone wanderers that matched this description. Some people have actually considered them an entirely new species. They are obviously very intelligent, due to the things they managed to craft, with only scraps and the local resources. One thing of note, however, is that the fires that they used to cook things seemed to be a bit redder in coloration, very similar to the abilities used by those using the ver type of magical abilities. Now, I have no idea whether any of these are true. However, one of these was actually spotted during a official news broadcast. Now, you know how I don't trust those, but Vernax has actually spoken out about this. Now, my belief in this theory has increased to around a 19.76% chance of being correct. But he has denied it all. However, the general was... He said that he was going to look into it, but he never actually did. He said on multiple occasions that he was going to say something about it, but he never did. It is unknown why... And there have even been a few messages that he has sent to people that have been completely erased. And there have also been some public posts by him that were erased within seconds of being posted. Those who remember them don't seem to remember exactly, but they almost seem to be supporting the theory. Which is definitely quite odd. It is known that the general did not have any sort of respect for his father, so it may be one of two reasons. A. This theory is actually correct, and that is the reason for the lack of any sort of appreciation. Or, he's only supporting this theory as a way to discredit his father. And it is also known that Varnak seemed to show an extreme amount of appreciation and respect, even 
disobeying the orders to destroy certain monuments that he himself gave that were leaked in recent times. Shortly after his death, I assume most of you know this, but shortly after <coughs> the old head of the Supreme Council ordered all monuments of him to be completely destroyed for an unknown reason. There were leaked recently, but Ranak seemed to disobey all of these. However, the general seemed to go with, go through with doing some of them. Not all of them, but some of them. And some of them are now even under higher security than they were before. Well, this is incredibly odd. No one really knows why any of these odd occasions are happening, but they are. Now back to the sightings. People seemed to see a camp with creatures matching descriptions of being Varaxian. However, a few of them were white, which never happens naturally within Varaxians. And does seem to happen with the <coughs> Mithrians in multiple multiple images that have been discovered art that was well on tablets and some that have been nearly completely destroyed but you can still make out basic shapes now, as I said before, my belief in this theory has actually increased a surprising amount. I'm actually starting to believe that this might be something worth looking into. However, another theory that seems to have been gaining a lot of traction that I actually did not mention is the theory... Well, first of all... The theory is that the Supreme Head of Council was assassinated by a possible political opponent. Now, there are not that many people who ever disliked him. However, there were a few, and it is possible that one of the few that actually wanted to completely remove their family's position of power, believing it to be too similar to an old monarchy. However, those are still quite common in recent times, but his planet had moved away from that for a while, so it's understandable why he dislikes it. And uh, quite a few people who aren't in them dislike it. And it is believed that he may have been assassinated and that they ordered the destruction of the monuments in some manner, most likely by finding a way to give those orders without him noticing, or maybe even after the assassination was complete. I actually believe in this theory. The only issue I have is the fact that 
the <coughs> supreme head of head of the Supreme Council. I apologize if I was saying that incorrectly. The head of the Supreme Council was an extremely talented opponent. Even if you managed to sneak up on him, it would be very difficult to manage to do any damage without causing a significant amount of noise. Now, I do believe this theory, however. I do believe it was possible. But it is also strange that Verna disappeared the exact same day that the head of the Supreme Council did. It is believed she also died from this assassination attempt, if this theory is correct. However, there is less proof of death due to a few of the recent discoveries in Metharian ruins. There is also been sightings of someone who looks incredibly similar to her. However, with a few differences making it seem that it's a different person. It is known that the Mithrian species is pretty much extinct. There are hybrids between the Varaxians and the Mithrians. However, these are only two known ones and a few sightings of possible ones. Now, there are also reported sightings of this individual. Their first sighting was directly after the battle. That, well, I'm surprised I never talk. I never said anything about it, but I might as well talk about it now. To be honest, it was extremely odd. Because no one knows how the damage was done with one factory, and it wasn't even a large one. One factory did all that damage. Now, considering the near-endless supply, it is unknown why they didn't send any more. However, it was only one at a time. When one was destroyed, only seconds later, another one was sent in. It did a lot of damage, but by the end of it... Well, also, there was only three ships sent in, meaning, well, I'll get to the theories in just a moment, but this strange Mithrian individual, or Mitharian, both are commonly accepted as names for them, but this, many people believe it was some sort of distraction, or simply just a battle that was only done to limit resources for as long as possible. However, why you would only send in three ships to do that is unlikely, which is why I won't be talking about it from here on out. The theory I want to talk about most is the theory that it was an attempt to distract them from setting up factories in other areas. It is common knowledge that the ASL seems to prioritize galactic edge, frontier space, as well as forbidden space as areas that they want to set up their bases in. There are others closer to the galactic center, but not many. It seems that they are either 
in the Shine region, or the one of the three I just mentioned before. Now, I believe that they were trying to distract them from setting up a major base near a major location. It is theorized to either be the place where Matthew sadly passed away to the, <coughs> to the hands of Luneth, or the, well, it could also be one that we have not discovered yet, or it could also be the one on the Ontor system that is theorized to have existed. And by has theorized, I mean I know it exists because I saw the ensuing battle when I was going on a vacation in the Antor system. By the way, just so you know, I would really recommend going there. It is definitely expensive, but it isn't the most expensive place to visit. Most likely. And you can... It's really not that expensive at all. It's really just the cost of the fuel and going on certain planets, but it isn't. It's You can't just fly there and see it from the view of your ship, which I would recommend that you do. Anyways, I should get back on topic. Actually, another thing about that... Let me check. No, I think that was actually everything I wanted to say, surprisingly. Now, that is it for today's episode, this week's episode. I might not, I hope to make one next week, but personal things might get in the way. So, I guess that is the end. This has been True News from Outer Space, and this is... Your host, signing off.